0: Welcome to Stay at Home, Mom, with your illustrious host, Leslie Goodgesell, mother to six beautiful daughters, wife to an amazingly hardworking and supportive husband, homeschooler, and homesteader in the making. Join me on this journey, this blessing of what motherhood looks like. ever found yourself saying those things as your child is being ill? (laughs) Welcome to this week's episode of Stay at Home, Mom, where we talk about the things we do while we're chasing our kids. (laughs) I pray that your start to this new year has been absolutely amazing. I pray that you've been able to sit down, look at your goals, the things that you really want to focus on for this year, and you've been able to actually begin those things. That you're starting off on the right foot. But listen, if you haven't, it's not a big deal. Start today. Start tomorrow. Just start it. You can do it. One of the things that I wanted to talk about today was when unexpected things happen in motherhood that start to try to throw us off of those goals, and we can so quickly become discouraged, lose our focus, and sometimes we even kind of lose hope. Recently, we had some kind of tummy bug go through our family. I don't know if it was food poisoning and if it was, we had some delay in it or what it was that we came into contact with. But I found myself saying, no, 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 hit the target. No, go to the bathroom, run to the bathroom. A lot. I have a couple kids who have not really ever experienced tummy bugs. So for them, it just immobilized them and made for a huge massive mess for me to clean up. I, unfortunately, am very ashamed to admit that I get irrationally angry <laughs> when a child is throwing up. I don't know why. And it's so shameful to admit. It's it's probably my worst quality as a mom. <laughs> and it's not even anger directed at my child. It's just this fury of, no, hit the target. Don't throw up on the floor. Oh, no, I got to steam clean carpets. Now I got to sanitize this and I've got to do that. In this last week, I was really challenged and looked at myself and asked myself this question. Why was this such a big deal to me? Why am I getting angry at this poor, innocent child who feels miserable right now and cannot control this bodily function? Let's be honest, when your body wants to get rid of something, it will get rid of it. It does not matter if you're trying to stop it. It is going to overcome your will every single time. So why am I so infuriated, almost to the point of rage, (laughs) by this situation? And I did what I typically do when I see something in myself that I don't like, and I took it to prayer. And I asked Yahweh to show me What is it that is causing me to be so upset with this situation? You know, I'm not angry at my child. I understand they feel miserable. They can't do anything about this. But what is this irrational anger that like wells up inside of me that makes me like yell or scream like, ah, why is this happening? What I realized is it is a control issue. I don't know if you've experienced this as a mom, as a dad, even as a sibling, trying to help take care of younger siblings while they're dealing with this. It is this irrational sense of need for control. I know I can't control anything, especially in this situation, and it comes out as anger. And I just get so upset that we have to chase my kids with buckets. It's something that I've had to do, especially my younger ones. They don't understand that when you start to feel a little rumbly in your are tumbly, head for the bathroom. That's the direction you go. Don't come running towards mom. <laughs> and if I say run to the toilet, don't stand over the toilet. Actually like, put your face down so you can hit the target. <laughs> it's been a wild ride, <laughs> I'll just say that. And everybody's learned a lot. And living in an RV makes it a little bit more challenging because while we do have two bathrooms, the kids wanna be close to me. And when there's a kid constantly running in and out of a bathroom, it makes it a lot more difficult for the other people who are trying to share this space. I commend any person who has raised children in a one bathroom home. And growing up, we had one bathroom for a long time, but as we got older, my dad built a second bathroom in our home because it was too difficult. And we only had three girls, so I have double that. (laughs) I think three bathrooms is maybe a necessity. It gets a little bit crazy. I am so thankful that we do have an RV with multiple bathrooms for this very season, this very reason. I would have been sending kids outside to be like, just puke outside, like maybe just sleep outside on the trampoline. (laughs) So we have less messes to clean up at this point. But in my search for figuring out why I get so angry, I'm going to be incredibly vulnerable and honest and tell you, I was really ashamed that I felt that angry and that upset because even my husband was saying, Leslie, show some compassion. (laughs) And it wasn't that I didn't want to show my children compassion, and it wasn't that I didn't have compassion and empathy for them. It was this irrational rage took over, like, oh my gosh. And thankfully, we have a large family. So I have other kids who I'm like, hey, can you help clean up that mess while I deal with this mess? And can you clean up that over there while I deal with this kid over here? Knowing that the underlying issue was a control issue, and I can't control the situation. I can't control... My child's bodily functions when their body is trying to get rid of something. I have no control over my children's bodies, period. The only thing I can do is protect them. Outside of that, it is not in my control. <laughs> so after I repented for having this issue and realizing that it was a control issue, which I find incredibly interesting because I realized over the last year, and probably if I'm honest, the last 20 some years of my life, how little control I actually have over situations. Having a faith that trusts that my creator can handle those things for me, that I don't need to try to take control of everything, that I can trust that he's moving. It's so interesting to me that I've been able to master that or overcome it, accept it, and really live in that for years, except in this one situation. I find that incredibly interesting <laughs> that this is the thing that like every single time I'm like, ah. Oh! so I repented. I apologize to my kids for getting upset and explaining to them that, you know, I need, I feel this need to be in control of the situation and I can't and it comes out this way. And mommy really needs to work on that. Why am I sharing all of this with you? Why am I pouring out my whole heart and my vulnerabilities and all of my shortcomings? Well, I'm doing it because I don't feel like I'm alone in this. (laughs) And if you're a mom or dad and you're dealing with this, I don't want you to feel like you're alone. I honestly feel like it is a natural human response to be upset, angry, furious, (laughs) rageful. I don't know. That might be a little extreme when we are in situations where we don't have the control, because it makes us feel powerless. And when we feel powerless, that creates angst inside of us. Not that we want to live in a perpetual state of angst, but it does explain why I have this shameful response with my kids. But you're not alone in that. And it is something we can overcome. Part of walking with Yahweh and following the teachings of Yahushua or Yeshua is understanding that we're evolving and growing as people in our understanding and our wisdom and our knowledge. If we are in the word and leaning on him and praying daily and spending time just meditating on that word, we will grow in the fruit of the spirit. So what is the fruit of the spirit? And I know I've brought this up a couple times. But love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I don't think I missed one. Maybe I did. If I did, call me out. It's okay. Um, (laughs) But those aren't things we can manifest or create on our own. Those are byproducts of the seeds that we are planting in our own lives. So I need to spend more time in the word, meditating on those things where my shortcomings are, you know, making sure that I'm bridling my tongue, making sure that I'm being careful of the things that come out of my mouth, right? I don't think me saying, no, 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 hit the target. That's not a negative. But the way I say it, (laughs) the, the attitude, the heart behind it, the fervor in which those words come out of my mouth definitely impacts other people. And it can impact them for good or it can impact them for bad. In my last episode, I talked about what we were doing as a family, setting goals, the things we wanted to focus on, how we wrote them down because we believe in writing down our vision so that we can run with it. That way we don't get distracted. We don't get off track. We can stay focused on the things that we think are most important to us today. And hey, that changes sometimes throughout the year, right? (laughs) I also have personal goals that I have set for myself for this year. And if I'm completely transparent, this is something that I have been working on for decades. (laughs) But I really desire to only speak life, to speak encouragement, to speak things that are positive and optimistic. Now, that doesn't mean that I am going to ignore like the reality, right? I'm not trying to live in some make-believe world where bad things never happen. That's not what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that by my words, I'm manifesting these things to come to life. But I am saying my words are powerful. And scripture tells us that life and death are held. That power is within the tongue. We hold those things in our words. And our words are powerful because our creator created everything with words. There's a frequency. There's... There is a spiritual power behind everything that we say. And if I'm completely honest and transparent, like I said I was going to be, I have spoken a lot of negative things over myself and my life and my family that I've actually seen the fruit of. And I don't want to see that fruit in our lives anymore. So my goal for myself is to really focus on the words that are coming out of my mouth, the things that I am saying and speaking and not just the words, but the spirit behind it. Is this life-giving or is this death-creating? I want to be somebody who is speaking life into other people, into my family, into you listeners, into my friends, into every single situation that I find myself in. I want to be speaking life. How do I do that? Well, Part of it's a cognitive decision. Part of it's me stopping and thinking before I speak. This is something my husband has told me to do for the last 19 years we've been together. And he's like, just stop and think. Is this going to help the situation or is this going to hinder the situation. Is this going to edify the person or is this going to hurt the person? He's very good at this. My husband is actually spectacular at doing this and he teaches me so much every single day just by watching him because he lives with me. <laughs> so I am making the cognitive decision to stop before I say something. Think about that and actually not just think about it, but pray about it because, Yahweh, well, I want my words to be your words. I want to speak what you would speak in this situation, regardless of what my emotions, my thoughts, my feelings, whatever is trying to propel me in a certain direction. I want to bring that before you because I really want to glorify you with my life. My prayer is that when people look at me, when they hear me, when they see me, they're around me, that they see something greater than me. They see a reflection of my creator, my savior, the one who directs my steps, the one who I put all of my hope and trust in, the one who teaches me and leads me and guides me in all truth. That's my greatest desire. My desire is for him to be glorified through every area of my life. And part of that starts with how I say the things that I say. So the next kid that gets an upset stomach is not going to hear me go, No, when they start throwing up everywhere, they are going to hear me go, oh, are you okay? (laughs) Because really, the heart of my children is far more important than the mess on my floor. Let's be honest. And you're probably wondering, like, how do you disinfect all of that? Because everybody's going to say, grab the Lysol, grab the Lysol. And I'm going to tell you, don't grab Lysol. We actually disinfect everything with um, distilled white vinegar and water. And we also spray everything with silver hydrosol. So... (laughs) I go, maybe it's a little bit overkill, but I'm I'm okay with killing bacteria. I want the bad bacteria gone. <laughs> That's how we've been disinfecting this time, just in case you're wondering. Just a little side note. But my focus is making sure that I am speaking life into the situations, that I'm speaking life into my family. Because I think oftentimes when we are overwhelmed and, hey, when you've got a lot of kids and sometimes if you only have one kid, it is hard to keep up with them when they don't feel well, and especially if it's a tummy thing. Oh my goodness, when you have zero control over what your body's doing, you already feel helpless and weak and you're losing all of your energy. <laughs> the last thing you need is to also feel guilty because you just created a mess because you couldn't control your body. <laughs> so you're not alone if you've done that. Don't feel ashamed. It's okay. We can do better. If you know better, you do better. <laughs> So that's what we're focusing on. That's what I am focusing on. And if you need prayer because you're finding yourself in the situation where you are so overwhelmed and you're tired and it's coming out in anger or frustration or fits, <laughs> reach out. I will pray for you. I actually love praying for people. It is one of my greatest gifts is to intercede for others. I have felt called to do that, and I do pray. I pray before I do these podcast episodes. I really pray continually if something comes to my mind. If a person's brought to my mind, I instantly pray for them. It is, it is a passion of mine to pray for others. So if you are ashamed that you have dealt with this and you've struggled with this for a year, or maybe your entire motherhood <laughs> like I am and my oldest is going to be 18, reach out. I'll pray. Know that we can do better, we can make better choices, but really all of that begins with seeking the heart of our Father and being in His Word so that those seeds can be planted and grow that good fruit of love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. We can carry that fruit. We can be those fruit bearers. But we have to plant those seeds and tend to the soil and water it just like we would our physical garden. But we can be those fruit bearers. We can be the ones that are bringing those baskets full of fruit to our own family, to our friends, for strangers. That's what I am striving for. That's what I feel like this whole situation in the last two weeks has taught me And I'm still learning. And hey, we may go through this again and I may learn a whole new thing because that's what life teaches us. It teaches us to be moldable and teachable and shapeable. To know that even if we recognize areas in our life where we aren't being super successful, we can keep working towards that. Yahweh hasn't given up on us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He won't leave us where we are. He will always desire for us. To do better and be better and walk a little bit more like him. I hope that this spoke to you. I pray that you found wisdom and a little bit of laughter amongst the chaos and the hard truth of what it's like to be a mom in the midst of a tummy bug. It's hard. Sometimes it is hard, but it's not hopeless. And that's the main message. It's not hopeless. We can do this thing. We were created to do it. We will do it. And we will do it well. And it might look a little messy, but it doesn't mean it hasn't been done well. Sometimes the most beautiful outcomes come from the messiest journey to get there. So I pray that you were blessed by this today. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you tuning in. And don't forget to check out our affiliates, which are linked below in the show notes. We have Rejuva Minerals, which is the makeup line that my family uses. I appreciate them so much. The dedication that they have to making good products is something that is not wasted on me at all. And Kitsch, which is a mom-owned company, so I'm slightly passionate and maybe a little bit biased, (laughs) but they sell hair products, accessories, shampoo bars, conditioner bars. They sell a little bit of everything. And my family has thoroughly enjoyed their products in the last six months that we've used them. Also, Not Consumed is a wonderful Bible study company. They provide these great Bible studies that you can do as a family, you can have just your children do, or you can do on your own to strengthen your faith and and encourage you in areas that you feel like you're lacking and you're not really sure how to go about studying the Word to deal with this one thing, like obedience in your kids or whatever it is. So check out all of those affiliates below. Thank you again, and we will connect next time.